Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode, episode 79 of the HOS F1 podcast. Now, 70, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Adrian Huff. 79, interestingly enough, is also the percentage that Georgia had of getting into the college football playoff before they lost to Alabama. Oh, what a coincidence that is. Damn oh, it. man. So, yeah, your team unfortunately crumbled a little bit i mean it was a good game just kind of had a bit of a choke job um but the college we can talk about the college football playoff and who deserves to get in and all that um but i want to quickly mention that the sweepstakes for shohei otani by the time you hear this it may be done but the sweepstakes for arguably the best baseball player of all time has allegedly come down to two teams los angeles dodgers and the toronto blue jays (laughs) so if we get shohei and it would make sense. You would have an entire country to market to. And there's, there's a big Asian-Japanese culture here in Canada, so especially in Toronto. So it would make sense. But, I mean, Los Angeles also has a lot of money. So we'll be uh, following that closely on this side of the border. But in terms of the college football playoff, I know you you pay quite close attention to baseball and you pay close attention to the Georgia Bulldogs. So that's why I brought these two up to start the show. What did you think of the four teams that made it? Do you think that the committee made the right decision or do you think some teams got screwed? Well, I think Florida state's probably the biggest team out there. I, I, yeah, I mean, that's tough because I've seen people saying like they'll post examples of, I forget the team, but it was when Georgia went up against a non-SEC team and the playoffs and just absolutely demolished them. But that team had two or three losses, I think, from that season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But this is just from a meme I saw, so I don't fully remember the actual data. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, it's tough because I don't really agree with that. But I can kind of see the argument. But you're you're basically setting a standard for certain teams and certain programs i think and you're very obviously saying we which this is something i do agree with i think the sec is at a way higher standard than a lot of football programs but yeah for florida state to not lose a single game this season and to not get to the playoffs is just unfair that's telling them that you have no shot no matter what you do and at that point why even try i mean they've not lost a single game and you know i know bama only lost one, but in their SEC, but still, I mean, it's very, very tough. I, I so I, I don't yeah, agree with that. It's pretty unfair. It'd be like, uh, I don't know, having going for the championship in F1 and then in the last race, they're like, well, actually, well, just you don't kidding. have a shot. <laughs> or like being up by like over 10 seconds with like, I don't know, one lap to go and then there's a red flag and then it gets to take, it'd be kind of be like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, pretty it's, unfair. It's, Latifi's, I mean, it's Latifi's fault. It's the Latifi spin. Uh, go Tifi. But yeah, obviously with Florida State, their quarterback's injured. That's why. And the committee decided to choose what would probably be the more entertaining game. But like if they're going by what's the more entertaining game and they're going by like what the actual best teams are. Like if you were to, if the Vegas bookmakers were to be making a spread for each matchup, Georgia would have been like the top four. They would have probably been favored against anyone in there, even Michigan. So it is kind of interesting, but I think... At the end of the day, there was really only like one spot up for grabs and it was going to come down to Alabama or Florida State. So it sucks for Florida State to go undefeated. Um, but I mean, they played, I think, Louisville or someone last weekend and barely beat them. Right. So 
It, for Jimmy's entertainment, it'll be good. <laughs> exactly. So for entertainment, it's not bad. And then next year, they don't have to worry about precedent because next year it's 12-team playoffs. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch at least. But definitely, if you're a Florida State fan, that would have been a tough kick in the nets. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the 12-team because only having four, I mean, Georgia would have for sure made it to the playoffs. You know, they made that one mm-hmm mistake or not one mistake you know they messed up that one game so yeah they're just their chances are completely shot which it's understandable i mean they were really struggling that game you know alabama has always sort of been that team for georgia they just can't seem to do it and they still have not defeated bama in atlanta which (laughs) i mean Hmm, if i was on i mean obviously i may look like i play football but i never did (laughs) but if i was walking in there as a UGA student, and I was not considered the home team like Bama was, I would be mad. That'd make me just fired up and want to win. And yeah, I don't know. That that game was so wild because the first drive was like so electric for Georgia. It was like, it, I said to myself, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Georgia's about to just, dem-. and then it just instantly flipped. And Georgia was yeah. struggling so hard to stay in the game. And they almost did. Yeah. If that one field goal had been made, we would have probably tied it. But I don't blame the kicker. Yeah, damn kickers. <laughs> damn <laughs> to tie it back to F1 a little bit, who do you think Nick Saban is more reminiscent of in the F1 world? Toto, Wolf, or Christian Horner? Hmm. Or someone else? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Toto Helmet Wolf. Marco? Just because based yeah. off of Alabama's reaction to making the playoffs – <laughs> so mild compared to the reactions of some of the other teams, just a kind of a light golf clap, which I don't necessarily attribute that to Mercedes, but they have their freakouts. But if they're, you know, at the if Mercedes will get into this, if they decide to go to the F1 or FIA gala or whatever this week, <laughs> uh, if they win something, I'm sure it'll be a light golf clap from them. They're very professional. That's what I'm trying to say. Like Nick Saban, he keeps he he doesn't like yeah. any of that, like. Showy. It's kind of classy. There's an expectation yes. of winning. That sort Absolutely. of Absolutely. Yeah. Um, in other, we're going to get to F1, I promise. But <laughs> other thing quickly, we had two really good trailers come out this week on different platforms. But Grand Theft Auto 6, I believe it is. Everyone's waiting for it. I didn't realize it's not coming out till like 2025. I thought it was coming out yes. in like a month. No. Uh, but the trailer was unreal. They like recreated a lot of real scenes, like Florida stuff, which is really cool. Um, but if you haven't seen that, check it out. And then for anyone that watched Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon season two trailer, that dropped as well. So very, very exciting. Any thoughts on those? Uh, I hope I'm able to attend my first F1 race before GTA 6, but I cannot <laughs> wait to play that. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. uh, I know. It looks unreal. So, yeah, we have that to look forward to. But to get to F1, we have a first in the history of the sport. This has never happened before unless I read a fake news article. <clears throat> Never in history has the Formula One grid remained unchanged from one season to another. But that looks set to change in March in Bahrain. Because Williams has announced that Logan Sargent will remain there next season. So, yeah, there's going to be two garages that rebrand with Alfa Romeo and Alfa Tauri. But according to this, until now, there have been at least two driver changes every season since the start of the World Championship in 1950. That's crazy. I don't know if that means one out, one in. Um, but yeah, very interesting news. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of been one of those things where we wouldn't have been surprised either way. The fact that it worked out that Logan Sargent got re-signed makes sense. 
but also if it would have been announced that he wasn't resigning, that would have made sense as well. Right. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. So as the lone American on the grid and as the lone American on this podcast, how do you feel about Logan, Logie Bear being back? Oh, I'm stoked for Logan. I was hoping they'd renew him, but I also could see them potentially going with somebody who's been in the reserve driver role for a lot longer. But you don't know the, uh, the story with some of these guys' contracts. Like the biggest name in all of the Twitter polls and all that was Lawson, but Lawson and Red Bull both said that they had no desire for him to go to Williams for a season at most. So that was never in the cards. Felipe Drogovic, you know, he's maybe waiting for Lance Stroll to be out. He's hoping to get a seat at Audi. Or wait, not Audi, at Aston Martin. <laughs> I'm getting Alfa Romeo and Aston Martin mixed up. I didn't know Alfa Romeo was going to be rebranding this season, actually. I know you mentioned that. Is, do we know what they're... Yes. Is, uh, is it just Sauber? It says here, Alfa Romeo dropping its sponsorship of Sauber. So I don't know if that means that they're changing names or not, but hmm. rebranding, I guess. Because I know... Dropping its sponsorship of Sauber. I mean, because again, this could be the team off. Sauber owns the, or owns the team. Like Sauber's, the, right. so I I don't I I don't know if they'll just go back to being Sauber because I'm pretty sure that was uh, when Charles Leclerc was a rookie. I think he was just on Sauber F1, and then they rebranded to Alfa Romeo. So interesting to see because I know they're going to be changing to Audi or Audi Sauber Audi F1, whatever the case is. That's going to happen in 2026. Pretty sure. So Sauber tees. Surprise new F1 team name after Alfa Romeo exit for 2024. So, yeah, it's kind of the other way around. Alfa Romeo is out. Sauber is keeping the team. While we're on the topic of Alfa, did you see Joe Guan Yu's new hairdo? <laughs> yes, I also He's saw. catching a lot of flack for it online, it which is. I think is stupid too, but quite the look. He did it cornrows is. for anyone that didn't see it. <laughs> it's definitely a look. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think he deserves to get as much hate as he is, but I obviously would never do that myself <laughs> can you imagine no, no 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 i think that may be the punishment for next year one of us loses we have to get corners oh my god are we even allowed to do that i think we'd be <laughs> promptly canceled yes <laughs> it's one thing for uh anyone else to do it but for a white guy i think it's uh, it's a tough look to pull off for yeah. many reasons unless you're chad hanks yeah if you want to talk then patch while all the, all the time maybe you get a pass oh but, my god we also had a announcement of the sprint races, sprint, sprint. And uh, right off the bat, you guys over there in America are getting two sprint races. We haven't even had, we've never had a single sprint race in, in Montreal, Canada. So a little frustrating about that. You guys just get two sprint races, Miami and US. But uh, to go down the list, we got the Chinese Grand Prix, the Miami Grand Prix, Austria, United States Grand Prix, so Coda. Brazilian Grand Prix, and the final one is Qatar, Qatar Grand Prix. Um, so yeah, overall, I mean, they're kind of getting the right tracks, it seems like. Yeah. They're narrowing down to the right tracks, and there's potential talk of a, a switch up in format. Um, the race has reported that reversing part of the grid is still under discussion. The final sprint proposal will be presented to the F1 Commission in January, and <clears throat> they already changed the, uh, the weekend format. As we yeah. discussed previously. Right. So, yeah. We will see about that. Any thoughts on the uh, six chosen ones for the sprint that I know you're such a big fan of sprint weekends? <laughs> Listen, we've been saying we've wanted a reverse grid since the early, early in the 2022 season. So I yeah. just got to say, we've been, we've been not only asking for this, but I think we called this if it does end up happening, especially you, you were the first one to bring it up. So hopefully that happens. 
The only one, I mean, I yeah, I understand. I, I don't think it makes sense to have two sprints in America unless it was just for scheduling reasons. Personally, I think the USGP in Austin is a good sprint race. I, I mean, I can, I am not against that at all, but I kind of want Miami just to be the regular format. But, you know, I'm never going to complain about extra racing, I suppose. But yeah, I hope the the reverse grid actually happens at least once at one sprint race this upcoming season. I don't, I, I don't know. It, it's It's been so long since we've raced in Shanghai or China. I just don't, I don't see it as, the, I don't, I don't know. I just don't understand why they chose that for a sprint race. My guess is that they're trying to make up for lost time and give them more racing because they haven't raced there in so long. I could see that. And That'd be my guess. I, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to hate on that because obviously if longtime F1 fan wasn't able to go to my GP for a long time just to, you know, because of whatever reasons, I, I wouldn't turn my nose up at a sprint either. But I'm just happy we're racing in China because I really, really enjoy that track. And it's made for some very quality race or good, very quality racing in the past, especially if you're a Sebastian Vettel fan. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which you are. Yes. Um, yeah, so you mentioned there might be some people mad. There also might be some people mad in Barcelona, Barcelona, as I make a transition here, because the Spanish GP venue is allegedly, reportedly, going to move from Barcelona to Madrid, um, as organizers in the capital have agreed to a deal with F1 starting from 2026. So when we get the new regulations... Barcelona has been on the calendar at the Circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya, since 1991. Someone very special to this podcast was born in 1991. And for many years, it has also hosted preseason testing. Well, used to host preseason testing. So pretty big spot on the calendar. Kind of personally, I don't think this is actually going to happen. I mean, I could be wrong. They could announce it tomorrow. It just seems like uh, Barcelona, Catalunya has such a strong grip on like such a stronghold spot in the calendar. It's a good track. They just changed the final chicane thing to make it better. Uh, Alonso and signs two Spanish guys on the grid. I can't imagine that them wanting to switch this up for another street circuit. Um, what do you think? I imagine a street race in Madrid would look very cool, but I don't think I'm for it at the cost of taking off one of the most iconic circuits on the calendar. I definitely don't think the drivers are going to, or at least most of them will be very supportive of this. Cause I mean, I don't personally want another street race and I don't want it to replace a great track where again, great racing always happens. So <laughs> unless you're Mercedes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's extremely Oscar. unlikely, even though this change is, is not happening next year, right? It's in 2025 or is it supposed to, 26. Oh, 2026. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's going to take a lot of research and development if they're going to want to actually get this happening in downtown Madrid, which I think would be crazy. Uh, I don't think they've said it's for certain going to be leaving Catalonia, but I, I feel like they need to work right. out some sort of a deal because I would like it to remain there. Yeah. Maybe it's just sort of like a, uh, can't think of the right word, but kind of like posturing to get them to threatened to sign a deal which is kind of like oh well, we're gonna leave if you don't sign a deal something like that Who yeah knows? um bluffing bluffing yeah we'll see calling their bluff so then this next topic look charles leclerc ferrari extension question mark 
question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> uh, you actually told me about this one, so I will let you speak on it. Yeah, so, of course, this is all rumors. Nothing is 100% confirmed about this, but allegedly, Charlotte Claire is potentially negotiating a multi-year deal, a multi-multi-year deal, potentially extended to 2029 so one extra year than max verstappen is currently signed to red bull which if he did sign a contract of this length i think would solidify him as one of if not the biggest ferrari legend and if he manages to get a world championship at some point in that process whether it be drivers or constructors then it will be guaranteed solidified because i want this to happen as frustrating as ferrari is they I, I have faith they will at some point get it together. And Charles Leclerc is a generational talent. So what better team to do it with? Obviously, that's his favorite team. So much history with them, not only just as a team, but with Leclerc and his family. So, yeah, super supportive of this on the off or the on the opposite side in the other garage. Carlos Sainz is allegedly asking and negotiating for a two year deal a two-year extension, and again, I can't, can't stress this enough, allegedly Ferrari are only wanting to offer him a one-year deal. Maybe they have other plans, mm. who knows, but if they can't figure it out, who replaces Carlos Sainz? Because he clearly wants that Audi That's seat in 2026. Question. I remember, I was say, yeah, there's rumors that he's going to Audi in 26, so it kind of that timeline perfectly matches up. Um I don't think it makes much sense for Ferrari to keep him for one more year and then in the last year of regulations bring someone else in. Kind of seems pointless. Like, yeah, I don't really know unless they can poach like a Piastri or something. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping that Mercedes can post Piastri uh, yes. after Lewis retires, so I can just transfer my keep my Mercedes love. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It seems like a no-brainer to go back to Charles. Kind of a no-brainer for both sides. He's as much as I think Sainz beat him this year in the standings, it uh, he is their golden boy. And uh, once they get a car that can be reliable, I think he's he is their best shot. Not to take anything away from Carlos, but I think uh, I think it makes sense. Charles Charles should probably spend his whole career with Ferrari, if possible. And his driving mm-hmm. style suits the the type of car that Ferrari make. And uh, I saw some sort of post recently that when the car was suiting when the setup suited Leclerc's driving style. Leclerc was out qualifying signs by like anywhere between like 0.3 and 0.8 seconds per lap. I don't know if that was quality pace or if that was race pace, but it's a big guy. Then later in the season, obviously, is when the the upgrades and stuff were look having maker they were causing Leclerc to not be able to drive exactly how he's used to. So then that's when it sort of shifted to Carlos Sainz because I mean, Carlos was able to adapt to that car pretty well, but Leclerc was having a lot of issues because from both sides was a miserable car, even though they almost secured P2. <laughs> they yeah. weren't able to do that. So but. strange. Like, it's going to go back to when the regulation started in 22, the first half of the year, they were the best car. Like They, should. they were. It's crazy that they really kept no, on backwards. So. Like, the opposite of McLaren. Um, but another... I don't know how crazy this story is, but it's kind of taken on its own its own life. Is that 
It was announced, and I'm going to read this because I want to make sure I get it right. The FIA announced it was looking into an allegation of an alleged conflict of interest between an F1 team principal and a member of Formula One media personnel after concerns were raised over what information was being shared between the pair. While the FIA has chosen not to name the pair, a recent unsubstantiated report from a media outlet claimed it was Mercedes team boss Toto Wolff and F1 Academy boss Susie Wolff. Uh, Mercedes and F1 have released damning statements in response to the shock investigation, wholly denying the allegations. Susie Wolf and Toto both released statements. Susie Wolf, some of it, I'm going to read, issued a statement. She adds that she is, quote, deeply insulted, but sadly unsurprised by the allegations made, which she has rejected in the strongest possible terms. She says that it is, quote, disheartening that my integrity is being called into question in such a manner, especially when it seems to be rooted in intimidatory and misogynistic behavior and focused on my marital status rather than my abilities. So pretty strong words there from Susie Wolf. Uh, my favorite couple in F1. They're so much better than Kristen and uh, Ginger Spice. Um, and their son, Jack. <laughs> adorable. So I am vehemently on team Toto and Susie. And now all teams, since this strong denial. Also, I don't even know if there would be anything illegal about a husband and a wife telling each other things. It's like you can't testify against your significant other but anyways all teams have now come out with statements denying that they were the ones that brought this allegation forwards um and the fact that it's gotten to news media outlets means that it is some sort of actual investigation it seems like it at least got to the level of being discussed within the fia or whoever does these investigations um yeah the fia announced it was looking into so i don't know i think this is a very strange story and it sucks that toto and Susie kind of got dragged into this i think there's gonna be more to come out of it but all teams now the story is kind of becoming sort of was a, a buzz today because all the teams are coming out with denials and kind of a little bit holier than thou behavior so from a non-mercedes and toto slash wolf family lover what is your not that you're a hater but i'm a little bit of a drink the kool-aid for them you could say absolutely uh, what is your take on the story? Is it a nothing burger? Is it uh, something that we need to wait on? What do you think? Uh, we're definitely going to have to wait and see because I think this is a snowball that is actively rolling and getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> because yeah. having all these teams now made statements, it's very clear that either someone's lying, one of the teams, which I honestly don't think is the case i don't think all these teams would be making these statements if it wasn't just like yep obviously did not do that or uh ben suliam the fia ceo or chief officer whatever his title is uh he could be in some deep shit because if he is making these allegations just based off the word of one journalist who works for some phony sports site then He's in some, yeah, like I said, he's he is in hot water if that is the case, because you cannot just toss these sort of allegations around. I mean, Toto and Susie have been married for a very long time. They've both been, both have been in motorsport uh, for probably as long as I've been alive, probably longer. So I think it's really ridiculous. I mean, I don't think they have any reason. I mean, being married is not a conflict of interest, and I don't know what information could have been transferred that would have been beneficial in a unethical way so it's yeah it just seems like total nonsense to me the fia are full of 
rotten, corrupt pieces of shit. Uh, arguably, it cost Lewis Hamilton is well, I wouldn't even say arguably Lewis Hamilton's eighth championship. As much as I love Max, you know, they took that from him and they've just been consistently, you know, pieces of shit. I mean, yeah. M-A-F-I-A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm i for sure, unless some crazy news comes out, uh, definitely on Toto and Susie's side on that one. It's interesting to me, though, that now that I'm re-wording, rereading the wording of it, that I don't know how Toto and Susie would even be the alleged people because it's an alleged conflict of interest between an F1 team principal and a member of Formula One media personnel. Susie's much more than just a member of Formula One media personnel. She runs the entire, yeah, I forget what the name of it is it now, but the Academy, she, she's like a part owner of a team. She's like, it's very, very, very involved. So the, a member of Formula One media personnel, I don't think that's what it would be considered if it was Susie. So I don't know how it, right. that is sort of where people jump to. Um, it's confusing. I, I don't know. Maybe that freaking guy that tweeted out that stupid stuff that started all the rumors, and then Alonzo was like, "You're gonna pay for this." Oh yeah, remember that, that stupid guy? He's a Formula One media personnel. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that guy's gonna get in some hot water. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be um, nice. So yeah, this weird story. It's either gonna be one of those ones that just Homer Simpson in the bushes just kind of disappears, <laughs> and we never hear about it again, or it's gonna snowball. Uh, who knows? Yeah, but yeah. Sort of a weird, weird story, and. I don't like them coming after the Wolves or the Hamiltons. The yes. Okay. They've gone th- we've been through enough. It's been a tough year. It has been a very tough year. But something I don't think we've even fully discussed, and I need to – I don't know where I put mine uh, right here. I have the mm-hmm. two individuals' names. The, uh, the, ch- the, technical, the chief technical officer of Mercedes, um, James Allison. I don't know if you're familiar with these two gentlemen, James Allison Absolutely. and Mike Elliott. J.A. Yes. So yeah. Mike Elliott has had the job for two or three years now. And yeah, in that time, he has designed Mercedes shittiest cars. So and, uh, and James Allison is returning to the role this year. Turn. So as the I man think that that's he was our Adrian Newey. He's our Newey. He is. He is Mercedes Adrian Newey. Absolutely. So, I mean, I feel like it's really going to put it to the test this time. I feel like it's obviously a good decision for Mercedes. So big, big hopes for next season because I feel like we could, even though everybody's saying that Red Bull's got a crazy advantage, I mean, it's not going to be that crazy, I don't think. We're not going to have another season like this one. Max still could win, but it'll be closer to 2022, I think, than 2023. I don't think we'll ever... As long as we live, see another season like we just had. That was the combination of a car being so dominant plus a driver being so dominant. And his teammate like, being not so, so dominant. much better than his teammate. Yeah. Yep. I think that those, all those factors coming together. Like, what do you mean? 19 of 24 races? 19 of 23? Yeah. Like, Perez won two or three, Signs won one, and he won the rest. Like, absolutely insane. So I don't know if we're ever going to see that again, but nope. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. So all, it can only be closer, but hopefully. It'll be at least a battle. I mean, Ferrari, you never know what to expect, but Mercedes should certainly get better in the offseason. McLaren should certainly get better if they keep on their track. And then after that, who knows? There's usually one surprise team like last year. Aston Martin came out of the gates hot. So we'll see. Um, But for those people looking for some F1 content to watch or some motorsports stuff to watch over the break, uh, I saw a little article that had some 
some good things. Uh, just a couple ones. The a reminder that the Braun, the Impossible Formula One story, is now streaming on Disney Plus. I watched the first episode. Very good. Uh, Same. I'm not gonna lie. It took me a little bit to kind of. I kept kind of laughing to myself about how like uh, Keanu Reeves's narrations and just how like he would do the like voice. He'd be like. <laughs> Ross Brown would be talking about it and he'd be like, oh, why did they call you the one pound team? It's like, well, like he always just words it in such a like as if he's doing a voiceover, but he's sitting like right beside yes. the person. So I kind of have to get past that. But aside from that, the footage and all the interviews they did get amazing. Um, so people should definitely check that out. There's, uh, there's the movie this rush. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. Oh, it's about Braun. I was just going to say there's this one moment where uh, Ross Braun and uh, his partner at Braun GP were sort of reenacting a moment where they were going into a serious meeting and they get out of the car and then they're like recreating it basically like they would in a documentary and then they walk in and the person in the meeting is Keanu Reeves and then they just sit down for the interview it made me laugh <laughs> so so hard I thought it was so funny it's so cheesy but it's it's yeah. really good like you I've only seen one episode so far but I'm definitely going to keep watching it uh the information you know it's it's an f1 documentary but so it's 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 I would say it's a little bit more informational than like Drive to Survive, but it's very very good. So highly recommend. Just based on also Bernie one. Ecclestone, just off episode one, Bernie Ecclestone is such a fucking asshole. I dude, I, oh I hate he's, I hate he's in this I mean, documentary. I don't want to talk shit about the dead, but what a piece of shit. Yeah. Was. Oh Jesus Christ. I, yeah. What a dink. <laughs> just has nothing good to say about anyone. No. Oh, and then the, and that one Ferrari guy who just still is not over it at all. Oh, Felipe Massa. Like, yeah. No, no, not well. Him too. No, oh. the guy that was like, I forgot. I don't know what he was. Oh yeah, he's the, he was he like was the uh, Ross Braun's boss or something yeah. at Ferrari when he he's left so Ferrari to go to Braun, and he's still so salty about it. Jeez, <laughs> man, get over it. Highly like, recommend. I knew they were cheating. Yeah, very, very good. There's so many good storylines. We'll do a recap of it at some point. Oh yeah. Um, another movie to watch is Rush. Rush perfectly encapsulates the famous battle between Nicky Lauda and James Hunt, and is a faithful recreation of the 1976 season good movie it was like recreated with hollywood actors and stuff uh really good movie yes senna is another really good documentary it covers his life from 84 to 94 when he unfortunately passed and another one that's very good is called williams and manzel red five a feature-length documentary charting the rise of racing driver nigel manzel the williams f1 racing team and how they came together to fight for the f1 drivers championship in 1992 so those are a few things to watch um in january season 10 of the electric racing series formula e Kicks off in their first race is, uh, what's the name of the track? The one in Mexico? Um, forget the name of the track. Oh, it's but anyways. I'm blanking. Sao Paulo? Yeah. No, no that's, that's Brazil. Brazil. Son of a bitch. <laughs> moron. I'm doing this podcast. Ah, <laughs> such an idiot. Um, whatever. It'll come to us the second we stop recording. There are also some big events, such as the 24 Hours of Daytona, which is on the 27th of January. And NASCAR, if you're a NASCAR fan, begins at the start of February. You can also go back and watch all the races on F1 TV. And YouTube has some really, really good recaps of seasons. Um, yes. The Silver War and the... There's one creator that's done a bunch of them. I know we've probably sent each other the same video like 10 times. Yes. <laughs> there's a couple of those season recaps on YouTube that are just unbelievable. I don't know how people did them, the edits and everything. So, yeah, that's uh, a few things to check out. I mean, we're going to come back. Our next episode is going to be a season recap episode, probably... Gonna, we're thinking of switching to once every two weeks kind of until there's really more news breaking but if anything happens we'll we will hop on um i'm gonna quickly i've got something for you people 
Sorry to keep talking for it, but I'm gonna. I've got something here. We have our first sponsor. The HOSF1 podcast is our first sponsor, and I'm gonna do our first ad read. <clears throat> so bear with me here, okay? <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, Adrian, but sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity, and I want to connect you all. I want to connect you all with an opportunity to get started or get ahead. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the most simple way to maximize your profits, and there has never been a better time to sign up. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com slash HOS, that's signupexpert.com slash HOS, we'll put the we'll put that in the description and whatnot, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the top offer at each one. When you use multiple sportsbooks, you ensure that you can always ex- access the best available odds, which is key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com HOS and put in the minimum amount. I think it's $20 you just have to put in. Um, make a bet with that twenty dollars. Place some bets. We can put in more, but yeah, place some bets, make some money. We'll be uh, when the season comes back. Obviously, we'll be doing a weekly kind of betting segment on the show. But yeah, I've I've been I've been getting into the betting a little more now, getting back into it, and it is a lot of fun. I'm going to teach Adrian how to do it. Yes, but you have some different laws. So depending on your state or province, there's some different laws, but there's always options. So please go check that out. Signupexpert.com/hos. Um, Adrian, back to you. Any Anything on your mind that you'd like to get off your chest before we wrap up? <laughs> uh, yeah, br- I'm going to briefly talk about some of those shows and that F1 media that you brought up. But when you go to the link, you can choose your region. So if you're in the U.S., you can yeah. choose the United States. If you're in Canada, vice versa. So, yeah, click the link in the description, guys. But before we sign off for today, I would like to say the set of documentary is excellent. I know we briefly talked about it uh, quite a few months ago, but really, really good. The Schumacher documentary made by, I believe, the same producers, and it's a Netflix documentary, also amazing. If you are new to the sport, or even if you are a longtime fan, it is so awesome. Some of the footage that they've upscaled and just it's just so, it's just riddled with even like behind the scenes stuff. Like you see parties of some of the F1 drivers that you know happened in the '90s and early 2000s, like. It's just such a nice peek into F1 history. So highly recommend Schumacher and Senna. Both of those are amazing. Rush, I actually have watched recently since starting this podcast. Uh, watched it with a couple of people. It was amazing. I really, really like that movie. Um, I cannot remember the, the creator that I watched this, or who's who made the video that I'm referencing, but there's also some really, really great video essays on YouTube about Nicky Lauda. Highly recommend you do your research about him because he is one of one of the most badass guys in the sport. Like he's I, I mean, rest in peace. Obviously, he's responsible. He's your favorite driver's favorite driver. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. the reason Lewis Hamilton is now currently with Mercedes and have had all the success that they've had in the past. So rest in peace to him. But yeah, that movie is really, really excellent. The, the YouTuber you were referencing the, the cannot remember the name, but the documentary is called like the silver war. Flows. So it's flows or flaws flows. It's something like that. But if you just type in F one, the silver war, it's got a couple million views. It goes through the 2016 season when Nico Rosberg, not going to, give it away well you know 
everybody knows what happened. Nico Rosberg just barely managed to edge out Lewis Hamilton in the championship. It's the only driver's championship he won. Oops. Sorry. No, you're good. Flows. F-L-O-Z. Flows. There we go. F-L-O-Z. So, yeah, check that out. Or Z, as you guys say there. He's done multiple documentaries. He's done some. He did the one the following year when it was more of instead of Lewis and Nico. After Nico retired, it was more of a Seb versus Lewis. So, a lot of really, really what was great the year content. Ferrari got taught cheating. That was uh, Leclerc's first or second year at Ferrari. So I, that was either 2018 or 2019. If you look at the standings for the constructors for both years, it's very apparent because they dropped hard. They dropped to like fifth in the constructors. I don't know if that was 2019. I believe it was. I think it was 2019. Yeah. yeah. Just a quick Google search. Looks like it was 2019. Yeah. So yeah, they. There's an they, interesting thing in the uh, Braun doc though about how they. The double diffuser, which I yes. never really understood, but they do a good job of explaining. So, yeah. In order to understand what we're talking about, please go watch that because we will do a <laughs> recap, probably a, a video on its own of that at some point. But, yep. uh, yeah. But uh, that's about it, I think, for this week. Yep. You want to get us out of here? Yeah, let's do it. Next week, you guys, I think we're going to come back with an episode next week. And then after that, we're going to go to the t- every two weeks. But... We're going to continue making content. Make sure you check out our TikTok at HarderSoftF1. Make sure you follow us on there. We're going to keep posting clips, but we're also posting like funny content and memes and stuff like that. And also just really cool moments from racing in general. If you want to check out our, we're trying to just generate a little racing hub over there. So follow us over there. And also going to be doing some video essays myself about F1. I will either be posting that to my own personal channel, which is just my name, like it is on screen, or it'll be posted to this channel. Either way, if you follow us on Twitter, or TikTok. They'll both be shared there. Uh, so it'll you'll be notified once that video goes up. And besides that, guys, check out the link in the description and subscribe. Favorite the show. Give us five stars. And we will see you next week for the 2023 season recap. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.